Welcome everybody and thank you for joining us on the Brainstorming to Book Sales podcast where we help authors share their story behind their story. And today we are visiting with Athena Captain of athenacaptain.com and she is going to talk with us about her journey to becoming an author and different obstacles that she has had to overcome to get there. Thank you for joining Athena. Thank you so much for having me today, Shannon. I'm excited. So what people don't know is that we've known each other for a very long time. Yes, ma'am. And so we've had time to talk about a lot of things from where you started in business and even before business, what your childhood and everything was like all the way up to the amazing success you're having now. And I think one of the most incredible things about you in the author world is you suffered a lot of negative talk in your life and you realized that you are dyslexic and writing and putting stories together and just forming all of that does not come easy for you. Yes, ma'am. That all of that is very true. And so what was it like even deciding to write a book? What was that like for you? Um, Honestly, this most the scariest endeavor I've ever taken on um, for a, a couple of reasons. One, um, because I'm not naturally a good writer. Um, I'm, I, because of my dyslexia, I am not a good speller. And so I have a lot of um, negative thoughts about my inadequacies in those particular areas. And so that in and of itself, I never identified myself with somebody who could be an author. I mean, how can somebody who has to have an email double-checked by somebody on our staff write a book? So I think that was one of the biggest obstacles to believing that you can, um, even with those um, true life obstacles. I mean, that's my dyslexia and my inability to punctuate well, et cetera, is not something I'm going to wish away overnight. So it's something I have to deal with, despite um, my success. The second piece is being afraid. So the book that um, you and I partnered with to write for me is is my ideas. This is not a regurgitation of somebody else. It's not some fancy quotes. It's not anything like that. It is literally a selling system I created. And so there's a lot of fear of putting yourself that out there and then people telling you, all the negative things that you tell yourself, you know, you're taking a shower and you're like, Oh, they're going to think this, or they're not going to like you on this. All of those things happen. And, um, so it prolonged the book. I mean, the book is not, we haven't finished publishing it. And strictly now the obstacle is me getting over the fear of just getting the book on the shelf and being ready emotionally to handle the rejection. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing I tell all of my clients is you will, have negative reviews. You will have people tell you you're wrong. You'll have people tell you that your ideas aren't good, but that's where the thick skin comes from. And those aren't the people you're writing it for. So being able to ignore that, but it does start inside where you can believe that what you're putting out there has value. And so you had talked about having to overcome really having to overcome dyslexia, not, not overcome it as if it doesn't exist but overcome it as a roadblock to being able to write your book. How did you kind of navigate that? Um, I think with any type of 
learning disability or disability, there comes a point where you just have to shake hands with it is what it is. Now, I do not identify myself as a dyslexic. I do not, um, I don't label. However, I have an understanding that this is an obstacle that is in the way of my success. I'm okay with that. It, it, and because I'm okay with it, it gives me permission to say, all right, I need help. So what I was able to do is reach out to you and say, look, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. But I do not have some core capabilities to be able to make it happen. So okay. in my case, I hired a writing coach. Um, I hired somebody that could take my thoughts as I put them down and put them into a publishable item. So it was, okay, frankly, just asking for help. And I think for anyone listening to realize that there is help out there. There are people like you that aren't going to label you or look at your transcripts and be like, oh my gosh, this person can't write. Or wow, where did they get their spelling? Or did they ever take a punctuation class for love of, you know. Um, so there are people that will help you that recognize that that's just my, not your skill set. And it is theirs and they're willing like you to help. And knowing you and knowing the strong personality that you have and knowing how difficult it is for so many people to get to that point that they're okay asking for help. Was that difficult for you to even get to that point or had you already kind of grown into a place where that wasn't so hard? Um, in regards to being dyslexic, it is not hard. It, that is not the obstacle that stops me from getting help. There are other areas in my life that are, but that is not one. That is one that I have identified, shaken hands with, and accepted that I need help from. Um, early on, um, I, I learned to ask for help for that in high school and, and, and in my entire career life. Doesn't mean I didn't, um, frankly, let me just say this, didn't mean that I didn't have insecurity from it. Uh -huh. Or that I don't get embarrassed. You know, I, I do speaking engagements where I do PowerPoints and I get told I have something spelled wrong or punctuation. So, you know, or for example, if I teach a class, I know that I could never be the person who writes up pe people's answers on a board. Right. So I have to be willing to be transparent and tell people, look, I have an expertise, but what I can't do is you want me to spell something on a, on a board. I don't have the capability to do that and not have flaws and errors in it. So um, I've just embraced that and asked for help. And I'm not afraid to just say that's an area of opportunity. Well, and that's a huge leadership quality to know your weaknesses and your strengths and to be able to voice that and not be afraid to do that. Because then there's other people who have those strengths that are, that you consider your weaknesses where now they get to shine. So, I mean, really it's a win-win for everybody. They get to be part of something and, and do where they shine and you get to do what you do. I agree with that. I think one of the problems in society today, you know, there's an entire movement of being authentic and being real. However, I think there still is this huge, no, I've got to look, you know, I've got to have the package, mm -hmm. right? 
And frankly, when we are out there trying to be the package, we're denying other people to utilize their gifts and talents to help us. Absolutely. So, we're not meant to stand alone. No. No, and frankly, we can't be good at it all. So I have a thing. Anytime I see somebody and they, like, everything looks too perfect, I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm not buying it. Just not <laughs> buying it. No, it's, it's easy to put on appearances. Yeah. We don't, we don't know the tears that fall behind closed doors. Exactly. And they do. They fall. Um, I think that's a growth point, though. I think a lot of people start off thinking they have to do it all on their own. And if for some reason they can't, that they're falling short somehow. And you have to get to that point within yourself that you realize it's okay to not be able to do it all. You're not even meant to do it all. And being part of a team, I mean, that's, that's what's huge. And that's how, you know, we have companies. CEOs don't do every aspect of a company. Not if they're good. <laughs> I, I, think the big, I think one of the things to, to say there is one of the things I've learned and I would I would share with people is when you try to be good at everything then you deny the energy to the thing you're really good at That's so true. If, if we just focus on look I'm really good at this and I'm gonna go after that with everything I've got. And you know, if, I know you personally know my husband, but the audience doesn't. So in business, I, it's my thing, it's my passion, it's what I do, it's what I do for hobbies. I start nonprofits as hobbies. But if you look at, and I know you know me personally, the whole rest of my life, there's many things I don't know how to do to the point where my husband says I'm suffunct <laughs> because there's so many other things that I just not gifted, talented and don't have the ability. And you know what? I'm a hundred percent okay with that because I'm walking in my lane. I know my lane. I know the energy I need to do in my lane. And frankly, I don't have the energy to put in these other lanes that I'm not gifted, talented at anyway. Um, and so I, I'm going to let the people in those lanes who are gifted in those take care of those things. And I'm just going to stay in my lane and do my thing. And isn't there such a feeling of freedom when you finally come to that realization and you can let go of all of those feelings of obligation to do things that you're not good at, or I shouldn't say not good at, but you, you don't have the gift for it or the talent or the knowledge, whatever it may be. And you're just sitting there spinning your wheels in mud trying to do all this stuff you're not okay with. I tell people a story all the time. When I first started my business, I was trying to develop my own website. And I, I don't do that. And so <laughs> I don't I either. <laughs> literally in tears, ready to throw it all away and go back to working for someone else because I was trying to force myself into something I did not know how to do. And just hiring somebody to do that for me, it was such a relief. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with books. There's going to be parts of it. You don't have a book writer who wants illustrations, who also knows how to be an illustrator, who also knows how to be a graphic designer. Like there's so many pieces. And I think some of the problem is people think if you're going to be an author, the writing piece has to be what you're good at. And that's just not necessarily the case. 
One of the things that you taught me, and I would want the audience to hear, is becoming an author is just the only thing required to become an author is to have a compelling story that needs to be told. Amen, sister. The rest can be hired out. That's all it is. That's it. So, and as long as you can convey that story in a way that you can compel people to help you, mm -hmm. you've got it made. Whether yeah. it's writing it yourself and having it heavily edited, whether it's developing, developing concepts, having a ghostwriter, whatever that looks like, mm -hmm. if you have the story to compel people to help you, then you're winning. Yep. I absolutely agree. So we've talked a lot about how you got to writing a book and what that was like for you and what you had to overcome. We haven't talked about what your book is about. My book is about, it's, it's called The Making of a Rainmaker and it's it literally me outlining the story um, when I started working with Turner's on Homes of how I created a referral-based company in a matter of years and and continue to this day to continue to grow and develop that company into a multi-million dollar company based 100% on referrals. I had to create the system and the book is me outlining that system with the hope that other people can read it and implement it and be able to have the same types of success in their own businesses. That's awesome. And from that, you haven't actually used the book for a lot yet because it's not yet published. However, in going through that process, you have also developed classes. You have started speaking. You have started your business. So, so much has launched off of just the idea of your book. Yes. Without it even getting published yet, it's done so much for you. And that's only going to grow once you get to the publishing point. So you're already helping so many people. And you haven't even published what you've done. So it's incredible to me that you can go from where you started in life to realizing you have a learning disability to realizing that doesn't define you to corporate jobs, taking lessons, developing, pro I mean, you've just done so much and it's all been a steady progression. You haven't done a lot of leap leapfrogging. You haven't skipped many steps. And you have gone through what most people don't even have to go through. It's like you started at level negative five where a lot of people get to start at level zero and you've come so far and i think that that's absolutely incredible and that you've been able to realize so many of your dreams is it's just awesome well thank you it's been a journey not <laughs> not a journey without lots of bumps and bruises that's for sure but um it's not a i would not trade places with anyone else i would take the life i have even with the obstacles that it's had well, it's gotten you to where you are. It's built you with that core strength that you've had to be able to get to where you are. And it takes a lot of personal understanding to get to that point. So that's... Well, I think it takes a lot of the ability to fail, which has been really interesting. So my ability to fail often has 
allowed me to achieve a lot of what I've achieved and overcome a lot of the life obstacles that I've overcome. However, I will say this publishing of the book and that fear of that level of rejection, despite that muscle memory of overcoming objection and overcoming adversity in my life, still is that scary to me. So I think that that's important for people to understand. Here's a person who has overcome enormous obstacles in her life, created successful businesses, now has launched her own brand that is, is growing dramatically right now, which literally from the launch of the comp of my brand will be an over six figure income within less than a year. That, I, all of that achievement, and I'm talking to you and I'm telling you, I'm scared out of my wits to put something out there to the public that can get ridiculed. So those of you out there that are like, well, you know, hey, well, you know, she, if, She's done all these other things. No wonder she's done that. That's not the case. I'm scared just like everybody else. And um, we all have to stick together. We need people around us telling us it's okay. You know, get out there. Just do it. And that's one of the things I've put some deadlines to myself because it's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, even if, you know, everybody hates it, but one person, it's worth getting it out there. Well, and I happen to know what it's all about, and more than one person is going to really take a lot from <laughs> <hope> it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And, um, you know, really, I just want people to know you're not alone. And, and so with AthenaCaptain.com, mm -hmm. which is where you've branded and what you're doing and is yet another business that you're building, what are you doing in that business? Um, so that business, it's been an interesting road because I've made a purposeful choice. Now, once people read my book, they're going to understand, like, I take prospecting very seriously. And I believe that it is the key fundamental thing that most businesses are missing. And yet, for AthenaCaptain.com, I have not implemented a prospecting plan. And, and that's been difficult for me because that's what I like to do. However... I have learned through this that some things in life need a grassroots, smaller progression. Uh -huh. um, so with Athena Captain, we do have the website. We're doing integrations where I do teach classes um, on personal development, business development, productivity, prospecting. We will be listing all of those classes in 2020 on the website. I do have a following. We will be creating YouTube channels, iTunes channels, all of those things. So um, video blogs, all of that is in the marketing plan for 2020. I also currently have already eight speaking engagements under athenacaptain.com scheduled for next year. So those things are happening, but I, I have to say this. All of that was more grassroots, people knowing me and inviting me. I haven't put a lot of energy into the prospecting because I believe that there is a maturity that happens by going through the system, like going through the steps. Uh -huh. There are things that I'm still learning. There are things that I'm growing as an individual that will allow the brand to have authenticity and actually be helpful. I see, and I'm, I hope not to offend anybody, I see too many trainers and people being thought leaders that 
really just woke up and said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And then they put it out there and frankly, try to pretend like they learned. And then they get people that they learn the ticks and tricks to get people to follow them with strictly thinking about the revenue stream. Right. Not really thinking about the people and the value. Yeah. And I'm really opposed to that. So you have to become the person who can actually leave a legacy and have a positive impact in other human beings life. And the money will flow from that activity. It can't be the opposite. Um, So I'm going to take it slow and I'm going to do baby steps and I'm going to continue to grow to be the person I need to be. We will get the book published um, so it can get out there because it is a story to be told. Do you have a deadline on that yet? Yes. (laughs) I do, but I'm not saving on here. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But there is a deadline for it. Yes. You work under deadlines. Yes. And that's part of, even though you say you aren't doing a prospecting plan right now, that is part of what you teach. Yes. And so that's, you are still doing what you preach. You just haven't gotten to that step in this particular business yet. Yeah. I, I actually am taking the entire month of December for all of my companies and making December outside of daily activities that have to go in order to keep the companies afloat. I will be strictly working on creative processes in order to launch 2020 for both of my brands. That is awesome. I think you're going to do fantastic. I think you have a very good story to share both in book and just in life in general, being able to let people know where you've come from and where you've come to. It's, it's pretty amazing. I happen to know having a company of your own has been a dream of yours for a long time. And so to see that come to fruition for you, it, it hits me in my happy place for you as a friend, but <laughs> I wish I would. Yeah, I wish I would have known how hard it was. <laughs> Maybe I'd have changed the dream. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't change the dream. We need. I'm you. not. <laughs> we need you. So, is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know about your process going from beginning to now? The only thing, and I'm going to say it again, you don't have to know how to do anything. You just have to have a compelling story. I love it. And without telling your compelling story, you're denying the rest of the human population something that can inspire them and help them. Well, and see, and here I am the coach for authors and you just coached me (laughs) because I fail at that all the time. So I'm like, no, I help people tell their stories and I often forget to tell mine. So. Back at you, sister, because you better write a book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing for other people. (laughs) Where can people contact you if they want to learn about athenacaptain.com, if they're looking for a business coach, if they're looking just to learn from you, where can they find you? Um, They can obviously um, communicate with me through athenacaptain.com. They can also find me on Facebook at athenacaptain, public figure. And you can communicate with me through that. Um, You can message me and or communicate with me through that process as well. Awesome. 
Well, I thank you for taking time today to talk and to let people know that there's hope in all they have to do is take that first step, know what their strengths and weaknesses are and ask for help where it's needed. I love and it. They too can be successful. Thank you for having me today. Thanks, Athena.